my waves get lost in the ocean. Seven billion swimmers, man, I'm going through the motions. Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hey, welcome to High Road to Humanity, and this is Nancy Yeralt, your host. Hey, welcome to the show. This show is for everybody today. Um, Kate O'Connell's with us, and she's written a really cool book called Beyond the Imprint, and you're probably going, what is that? And, you know, what it is, basically, and I'll let her explain the whole thing to you, is we all have memories in our bodies and that we carry around with us, and she's going to talk to us about how to dissolve some of the cellular um, level imprinting that is in our bodies. And so before I bring her on and, and tell you about her, I want to read you something really cool from her book. She talks a lot about gratitude and forgiveness, and um, she talks about um, grief. And one thing that just really hit me was this page on gratitude. So sit back and relax. I'm just going to read you a page of this because it's really heartfelt, and that's what it's talking about, the heart. So sit back and relax, and here we go. Heart frequency is the highest frequency that can be expressed in this dimension while in a physical body. Gratitude is an aspect of the heart and its profound expression. All of my spiritual teachers, she says, without exception, have acknowledged that without gratitude, healing does not occur. My own experiences have taught me that this is, in fact, quite true, and I'm going to agree with you on this one. Our religious conditioning has largely taught us to use prayer as a petition to God by focusing on what it is we don't have and asking for it. Now, the problem with this approach is that quantum physics has already taught us that we will continue to manifest what it is we focus on. So if we focus on lack, then that is what we will continue to manifest. Okay. Now, gratitude, she goes on to say that gratitude is instead the experience of acknowledging everything we do have, that we are incredibly grateful for the beginning with the fact that we are still here on the planet in a body and breathing. And that's the truth. I mean, we just need to be grateful for every day that we get up and we have our health. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Kate O'Connell. She is a child and family therapist with a private practice in Charlottesville, Virginia, addressing the therapeutic needs of children, adolescents, adults, and families. Now, her training in intensive in-home services, addiction, family system, therapy, and energy medicine enables her to facilitate positive outcomes comes for her clients, all the while advocating for them within the legal, academic, medical, and social systems. Her book provides the framework for the administration's The Healing Alliance of Central Virginia. And her book is called Beyond the Imprint. Welcome to High Road to Humanity, Kate. Thanks, Nancy. I'm really excited and glad to be here. Cool. Me too. I, this is a, a lot of information. So I, you know, I, we probably need to break it down. And we were just discussing, you've got a new book coming out that's going to teach us how to do this. But first of all, how did you, I just have a question. How did you get into this or how did you figure out that we needed to change our inside, our imprint in order to feel balanced, I guess is the word I want to use. Yeah, that's a great question, and it 
I, it was a question I asked myself as this material was coming through. And what I came to understand is in the first five years of working in this field after graduating in with a master's degree in psychology, I was primarily focused in recognizing what wasn't working. Okay. Um, and what also struck me is there was this unconscious, nonverbal collective agreement amongst the, the people working within the systems in the agencies that delivered the services and social services that hired us, that in fact it was working. But what I was observing was that was not actually true, that we were just training our clients to show up and say what it is that they already recognized we wanted to hear. And I understood that when they left our offices, and went back into their environment, and they got activated in response to their chronic stress, um, right. then not much fundamentally changed in terms of how they showed up and how they interacted with each other. So I started with the noticing what wasn't working and then being genuinely curious as to what might work and what we needed to be primarily focused on in order to figure that out. And that's how this material came through. That's how it came to fruition. And I just want to throw something out there. I have this, I'm intuitive and I have this feeling and I, I won't pick it up from you that what you were guys were doing is, well, what the norm has been, has been to just prescribe something for somebody instead of really trying to get the root of what caused it, right? Yes. And the other thing that's really profound about this modality is that it does apply to everyone. Like, it right. takes out the complexity that often is brought to the experience of mental health services in which the person is sitting with a therapist and the focus is on their unique individual experience and, in fact, it turns out not so much unique. So what you're saying, and what you said in the book, and I read this, is that when people come in to see a therapist, whether they've been through a death or a divorce or whatever it is that is, is weighing on their minds, they go to see a therapist and they are telling their story. But what they're doing is reinforcing that story over and over and over every time they tell it, which is not very therapeutic, honestly. No, it's not. And it's why people end up in therapy for years and years and years and years. And it was interesting because I was noticing in how I practiced that I was fundamentally uncomfortable with this kind of relationship and was challenging myself around why can't you get more comfortable with this? This is job security for sure. I mean, to be right. perfectly honest. But it turns out that, again, in going much wider and understanding that I fundamentally now believe because this material has come through and I'm still evolving it, that this is pretty much what I came here to do, was to bring something right. forward at this time in history that has us focusing in a much different way that actually has proven over the last eight years in my practice to create significant change in people so they are no longer dependent on somebody like me in order to feel okay. Right. So let me tell the audience. So what you're doing, and, and correct me here, you're dissolving the imprints that have been from different things that have happened uh, in people's lives that have left an imprint in their cells. And then also from, you were saying, from hereditary, so from your relatives as well. Is that right? Right. So what the first thing I want to identify that is helpful for people to realize is that memory is not in the brain. 
Right. Uh, I think of the brain as a CPU processor that processes the signals that the body is sending us. And the memory of everything we've ever experienced is being held in the cells, the hundred trillion cells in our body. And it's real. And so it starts with conception when we inherit through our respective DNA lineages, maternal and paternal, all of their memory. And the scientists in the field of epigenetics have just done research and identified that they can actually measure this going back 14 generations. I didn't know that wow. at the time that this book was written. So this is very real. It's very much grounded in science. And I was recognizing it in the work that I was doing in which I would be sitting with a young lady who was having a specific um, trauma that she was trying to heal from and recognize that her mother had that experience, her mother had that experience. In my practice, I'd never been able to take it past three generations. However, I had no reason to think that it wouldn't. Like, why would it stop? Yeah, now how do they measure up? that, Kate? I have a question. How do they measure that? How do they know it goes back 14 gen? I mean, how do they... That's a great question. I haven't looked into that, but I will because that is kind of like, a, like in terms of where my focus is right now. Mm -hmm. it's just, I have the research paper filed somewhere, either on my computer or in a big pile of my desk. Um, right. but it, gets, <laughs> it sounds like it my office. It, 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 it's the kind of information when we get into, you know, the actual abstract of, of, of really uh, grounded, concrete research at the highest level does kind of make my my eyes gloss over a little bit. Um, right. You know, the languaging is not easily accessible and things like that. So what I did was I'm reading other people's interpretation of the actual research document. Um, and I just remembered that because it kind of reinforced what I already was seeing and believing was true. Um, and so, again, with all of the progress, very accelerated progress that we're making in science, um, I can't even imagine where we're going to be five years ago in terms of understanding what the kinds of things that I have created as a thesis here. Right, right. Now, we've got about um, two minutes to break, but, you know, you say our memories are embodied in like 50 trillion cells in our body. And once, so my question is, so when we can talk about this when we come back too, but once we become aware, we're conscious of it. Then we can change, and I just, this is a question, then we can change our awareness because then we're more aware and then we change our response. So it's kind of like change your thinking, change your life kind of thing. Yeah. So, that, and we would start, and this would be a good place to end before the break. We would start by just understanding that all of our thoughts, all of our beliefs, and all of our perceptions are being informed unconsciously by the cellular imprinting, all of it. Period. Wow. Wow. And once we start to just own that and align with that, that's the beginning of following this path and the discovery of who we are beyond our imprinting. So we are actually in this lifetime not just working out issues that we came to work on, but we're also working out issues that our families have had in the past. And so as we work out the it's a great identification, and it's consistent with all my spiritual teachers who have taught me since the early 90s that when we heal, 
we heal our lineages going in both directions. I've heard that before. You know, you're not the first person that I've heard say that. We've got about 30 seconds, guys. We are here with Kate O'Connell. Her book is called Beyond the Imprint, and we're talking about the information that is in ourselves and how it's how it affects our lives and how we can change that to make ourselves more happy and balanced. Um, I'm sure we can pick this up. Is this at Amazon? Yes, I would imagine, Kate? Yes, yes. Yeah, guys, you can pick it up at Amazon.com, Beyond the Imprint, a new modality for mental health practitioners and those seeking their help. We'll be right back. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30-minute coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Hey, all you High Road listeners out there, I just want to take a moment to share with you our new sponsor. I've been working with BestRadioTravel.com to bring the lowest hotel prices to my loyal listeners. Stay tuned during the show to hear more about how you can save 15 to 30% off your hotel rate. Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have. Whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yarrow, and I'm joining with compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs, not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website, nancyyearout.com. That's www.nancyyearout.com. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to The High Road. Hey, welcome back to High Road to Humanity, and this is Nancy Yearout, your host. Hey, don't forget, if you want a psychic reading, you have to go to my website. It's nancyyearout.com to sign up, make an appointment, or you can email me, nancyyearout at gmail.com. Hey, we are here today with Kate O'Connell. She's written a really awesome book, Beyond the Imprint, and before break, we were talking about how we all have... Our information is not in our brain, it's in ourselves, it's in our body. And Kate was explaining um, how this all works. Now, Kate, when we, I read this in the book, and so I kind of want to continue on, because my goal is to figure out how to, how to fix some of this, how to clear some of this. So when you realize that you have um, different things in your cells, it's a trigger, you say, if it's a trigger word, and then you feel something in your body, and then you know that's a memory. Can you can you kind of 
give us a little bit? Sure. So, so the understanding is is that we're carrying all of this memory in the cells of our one hundred hundred trillion cells of our body. Right. And that, it, and that it's, and it's unconscious. And another correlation that would help people understand is all of this imprinting is the shadow that Carl Jung was referring to. It's okay. what we are fundamentally defending against every second of every day when stimulus shows up in our environment that has us not feeling safe. Now, it's not that we're conscious of it. How we become conscious of the fact that that's actually happening is that we become activated. We become triggered. And if you're not conscious in the moment of your activation of being triggered, then the next thing that I ask people to do is become aware of when you start to defend yourself. And so, you know, if you think about where we are in terms of a culture, um, it's remarkable to me when I go out into the world to recognize how incredibly guarded everyone is. Um, Well, yeah. They are guarded. We are guarding this imprinting. We are guarding our shadows. We are guarding what it is that we don't want to connect to because there was a time in our life in earlier critical stages of development in which whatever was happening that caused us to record these memories at the cellular level was overwhelming. So this is all at the level of survival. And depending on how chaotic, abusive, um, uh, unsafe, your environment growing up felt, and that can show up on anywhere on a spectrum, um, is going to determine to what extent you're going to be really vulnerable to be activated and triggered in response to what's showing up in the moment as an adult. And one of the okay. examples I give in the book that's a real obvious one and still is to some extent for me, provides me the material for me to practice, is when we're out in traffic. You yeah. see it all the time. And that is people actually defending what in that moment has them feeling unsafe. And so what we do with this modality when I'm working with people is first I introduce them to this concept just as we're doing it right now. Is okay. be aware that we are holding on to these memories. We have to accept that as part of the central thesis of this modality, that this is real. And how I know it's real is for anybody that's ever had these experiences um, in which you're immediately transported back in time to a memory. And usually what what is the stimulus that has you experience this is sensory. So for me, it's smell. I've always had these experiences where I'm immediately transported back to another time in history when I was much younger in a situation. And it was usually a smell that activated that. And what I came to recognize was my story, my narrative around who I was at that time and what I experienced in that environment turns out to be so inaccurate around what it was that I was actually experiencing. So I talk about this in, in, in not just the first book, but the second book that I'm writing where I'm bringing this. This is going to be the guide that brings everything down really linear, really concrete. Right. Okay. Let me let me interject. Right. No, I'm with you. Let me interject here for a second because I want to make sure that I understand this properly. So you're saying I'm out and about in the world and somebody says something or does something or whether it's in the car or just somebody verbally says something that triggers a response in the body and you say you can immediately feel it. You say hit the pause button at that point 
to kind of figure out why did that bother me so much? Is that what you're meaning by the awareness? At that point, you're like, wait a minute. Why did that irritate me? Why did I jump at that person? And it's not just just the fact that it irritated you because what we want to first notice is that our reactivity was exponentially uh, um, not in line with what actually occurred. So it's an overreaction. Okay. Happening. There's a huge charge around it in terms of how we are defending ourselves. And that the energy right there, charge. There's an energy. There's a high energy around it, is what correct. you're saying. There's a charge. There's an, an energetic charge. There's always an okay. energetic charge around these imprints because that's what's holding them in place. They're literally okay. flash frozen in the frequency of fear in the cells of our body. So okay. when something shows up in the environment that acts as a stimulus that resonates with a memory of us not feeling safe, we will become reactive to it and exponentially it will exceed rationally what is actually taking place in the moment. So it can happen in traffic when somebody cuts us off. It can happen in an interaction with your kid who you're not able to control. Um, it shows up a lot in the relationships between parent and children, and I help people remember as parents that we are all unconsciously parenting through our unresolved imprinting. And we have to be aware of that because yeah. to the degree that we need to control our environment and the people in it is indicative of to what degree we felt things were out of control during earlier critical stages of development. Oh, so that makes a whole happen. lot of sense. So if you felt yeah. like your childhood was out of control, then you try to control your kids' childhoods, every, right? You try to control every aspect of your life, everything outside of you, because that's what you need in order to reassure yourself that you're safe and will survive another day, all happening unconsciously. And so mm-hmm. this, this whole practice takes a lot of practice, first to become aware in the moment that you become activated, And if you're able to hit the pause button at that point and just create some space between the activation and the response, that makes a difference in terms of how charged the response is. What if you don't? (laughs) Well, you just, then that's a great question because you just notice that. So another aspect of this is is, is one of the phrases I use is you want to start becoming the observer of your own experience. And in becoming the observer of your own experience as you move through the world, you therefore create a more neutral experience. There's a potential for you to have more neutral experiences by just being the observer. And that includes in being the observer, you're not judging what it is you are or aren't doing. So we don't judge any of this because what what the byproduct of this imprinting is, is incredible self-judgment. It's like we go back to the understanding that all of this imprinting is our shadow. So that includes shame. That includes self-loathing. That includes self-judgment. And fundamentally, that's what we're all defending against. The belief that we actually aren't lovable, that we aren't acceptable, that we aren't worthy. And that's what we're all out there defending against unconsciously. And so Mm -hmm. when we start to understand what is informing all of this, it really starts to open up an avenue for people to heal at the deepest levels that does not require them taking pharmaceuticals in order to right. not feel what they don't want to feel. This, is, this changes people in such a profound way. And I've had the privilege and the honor of being able 
to observe this with people who have been working with this modality. Okay. So if we believe, you, you, you say, and I want to kind of bring this out too, you also talk about our behaviors that we've, um, that have, we've lost a lot of our integrity, integrity, respect, and gratitude, um, that our mindsets have changed. Um, and then you also talk about there being an arrogance, um, instead of, you know, us being uh, grateful, like you talk about in the book. And that's really changed things. Um, can you address that? So in my, in my memory, to the best that, that I can do this, the word arrogance I use often in working with parents because what happens with us when we're parenting, whether we realize it or not, is we, from the moment we realize that we're going to bring the child into the world, we start projecting identifications onto this child that have nothing to do with this child because, first of all, we've not met them yet, but we start creating stories around who they are and what they might become and what we're going to call them and who we're going to name them after, which is significant. And, and, and all of these stories we create, and then the child is born, and we start to raise this being who is incredibly impressionable and is just in the earliest stages just soaking up everything from the environment and whether we realize it or not we are projecting onto these children that under no circumstances are they going to make the mistakes that we made that we believe oh my goodness yes that we still still judge ourselves for right right circumstances are are we going to parent like our parents under no circumstances are they going to be as uncomfortable as we were and all that does is when we talk about balance and imbalance, it's just we've just moved the needle from one end of the spectrum to the other. Equally well, out yeah, of balance. And, right. Go ahead. Well, we've got about one minute before we've got to go to break again. But I wanted to address really quick that you said that, and, and I guess the arrogance was I was talking about is our, our, our not being connected like we should be to the plants and the animals, um, where man has gotten to the point where he's king of the jungle and we're not connected to, um, you know, the rest of, you know, the earth and we've separated yeah. ourselves. And, and you talk about how that's made kind of a difference too. Well, it has because, and it does have to do with the age of reason and the over um, emphasis on the mind that we then, whether we realize it or not, believe that we have dominion over the planet and, and that we are superior beings and therefore we are going to use its resources to benefit us, to make us feel better. And that is fundamentally, in my opinion, arrogant and extremely right. out of balance. And one of the things that this modality does is it helps us to understand in all the ways that we've been diminished through our programming and conditioning in being primarily oriented in the mind and that we need to get back to a more body-centric experience of being physical, being here in the moment and Healing and being present. Hey, we got uh, we got ready to go to here to break again, but um, we're here today, you guys, with Kate O'Connell, and she's helping us get rid of some of the stuff that's imprinted in us and release it and become more aware so we can be more balanced. And um, we'll be right back. This is Nancy. You're out your house. We will be right back on High Road to Humanity, but make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road.
TogiNet Radio has partnered with one of the largest travel booking engines in the world to offer savings of 15% to 30% or more on hotel booking fees through our own web portal, www.bestradiotravel.com. Discover the discount you can receive by going to bestradiotravel.com forward slash Nancy to see for yourself. This is a custom booking site for the listeners of my show through TogiNet Radio. We have negotiated special rates at over 650,000 hotels worldwide to save our customers money. Our members leverage our massive buying power to save thousands of dollars by booking with us. BestRadioTravel.com can beat the best prices offered by any other major travel booking website. Please go to BestRadioTravel.com slash Nancy to sign up and enjoy the discounts. That is BestRadioTravel.com forward slash Nancy. Do you feel like something is missing in your life? Do you feel lost or alone? Do the things you buy for yourself lose their luster quickly? Are you searching for fulfillment within your heart and soul? What if you were given the ability to change your life for the better, to create what you want for yourself? What if I told you you have the ability to tap into the universal energy to design the life you desire? This was my discovery many years ago. As a businesswoman and a single mom, I had no choice but to pay attention to what the universe was revealing to me, and I learned how to use it for my benefit. When you wake up and pay attention to the messages that the universe is showing you, your life will change for the better. Because we all hold the ability to tap into the universal energy to enhance our love life, our career, our finances, anything you wish. This energy was created for our use and it's free. Now, I'm excited to share this information with you in my book, Wake Up. The universe is speaking to you. It's available to you on my website at www.nancyyearout.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-Y-E-A-R-O-U-T.com, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. And thanks for picking up my book. And may the energy of the universe bless you. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to The High Road. Welcome back to High Road to Humanity. This is Nancy, your host. Hey, don't forget to check out bestradiotravel.com slash Nancy for great hotel rates. Just go in there and type bestradiotravel.com slash nancy and if you're here in my show today use that because they're going to give you really good rates on your hotels you know kate o'connell is here with me today and we're talking about the imprint in our cells in our bodies the information that stays there and i asked kate on the break hey where does this information come from come from because i knew it was divinely guided so kate talk about the information and how this happened for you yeah, um, it's a great question. It's a, it's a wide question, and I would have to go way back early in my life to understand it. And I write a little bit about this in the book, is I experienced a very significant trauma when I was 12 years old. And what happened? I, and it, had me, it had me on the other side negotiating the terms of coming back. Oh. Um, and that, that was crystal clear. And I, that I can remember as if it was yesterday. Well, what happened? And Tell me what happened to you. So it, I'm not going to get into the details of it. It was a very uh, violent assault. 
And, um, and I survived it and I was on the other side. Um, and that much is actually, I'm more connected to that experience than the actual assault in terms of being able to just, it's so clear and it's so vivid. And it was the first thing that was really incredible was that it didn't matter whether I stayed or came back. It didn't matter. It, whatever, but I was shown that if I did come back, then something that I was going to be able to do something very significant that was going to help a lot of people. That was basically wow. the message. And wow, I got I chills. About, I know, and I laugh about it now because what I end up saying in the book is what I didn't understand is that I actually created the vehicle for my own healing around my trauma imprinting. And had I, had I been told I was coming back to create something to heal myself, knowing myself in all likelihood, I would have stayed. <laughs> but right, but right. The, the impetus was that I was going to be able to help all these people. And the interesting thing is I was three-quarters of the way through writing this book when I remembered that this is what I was told without it being very specific, this is what I came back to do. So when this material started to come through, there's so many stories, and I do want to talk about the narrative at some point because we all do it, but there's so many stories we can tell ourselves about why we do anything, and it mostly isn't very accurate. Um, But the bottom line is, is this material came through, like literally I would know when to go sit down in front of the computer and the information would just come through. And how right. I know that is when I pick up this book and I read it, I have such a, I, I guess the best word to describe it is there's a dissociative aspect to it in which I'm reading it going, damn, that's good. I wonder who wrote that. Like, Yeah, I'm, right. So, no, I'm with you. <laughs> I, 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 I hear you. Not, I do not identify with the words on the page other than to know that I did write it. And I was just looking at a page of the second book that I'm two thirds of the way through in a paragraph. That I have absolute, that I just think rocks, and I and I have no memory of having writ- written it, even though it was just a few days ago. So there's no, no I, I know that. That's I've written. I've written a book too. In my book, I go uh, wake up the universe is speaking to you, and I can remember going back and writing something, and then looking and realized I wrote it already, and then I realized, wait a minute. How come I don't remember writing that, but I knew it was what I was supposed to say? So, yes, I understand this completely. Divinely guided means that the words come from above. Correct. And the thing is, is we are all channeled. This is not something that is just specific to a few chosen people. We are all channels, and depending on our vibrational frequency, which we will get into in the third book of this series, that that will determine what we are actually channeling. And, and by the way, our imprinting, this trauma memory, which is flash frozen in the frequency of fear, and fear being the lowest frequency emanating on this planet, is basically creating the limitations in which we are all able to channel the highest, most loving frequencies. Because so we're afraid. Now, can I ask you, so this was your, maybe this is why you got into this work and you learned and you tried to figure out how to get rid of this imprinting in yourself and that's what you did yes well the thing is is as no i was working with other people i was not including myself in the equation and then i started no i was just being the 
the, the quintessential therapist, right? The expert. I'm here to help right. you. And the other right. thing is, is I challenge in my book about with therapy and therapists to be able to recognize that their stuff, quote, stuff, imprinting, is always in the room. And you need to be aware of that because it's informing how you work. It's informing your beliefs, your judgments. How, how, how best you're able to help this person or not help this person. So this is material that's going to evolve into training and teaching therapists how to work with people in a way that actually does affect long-term significant changes. And okay. one of the things it does is it removes the hierarchy that exists between the client who is suffering and needs to rely on the expert to relieve that suffering. And so now we're getting into the understanding that this imprinting sets us up to participate chronically throughout life in codependent relationships in which we're always looking outside of ourselves. Well, so that means because we're always looking for somebody else to make us happy instead of making ourselves happy. If we could go within ourselves and get rid of some of our um, bad, well, I don't know what you want to call it, fears or... We want to release the memories that tell us that we're not safe in the moment that has us relying on somebody to reassure us that that's not true. How do you do that? How do you release those memories so that you can do that? So first of all, we start with understanding that this is in fact what is unconsciously informing all of our experiences throughout life day to day. Then we start to recognize what's reinforcing these imprints because every time we go through life and something shows up in our environment that has us not feeling safe, when we defend against it, we actually reinforce this imprinting. So you want to think of it in terms of like the vinyl record and the grooves in the record. We make those, those grooves just keep getting deeper and deeper every time we reinforce it. So we first by starting to understand it and acknowledge it. And now in terms of beyond talk therapy, we're going to bring in the awareness of modalities in the field of energy medicine, such as cranial sacral therapy, Reiki, bot, any kind of form of body right. work. And there's just meditation, there's, you know, all of it, mindfulness practices, all of that creates, changes your frequency. And the other thing is when we're working with the understanding of frequency, it's resonance and dissonance. And so what happens, and I tell this to all of my clients that show up, when they first show up to work with this material, is that they need to understand that if they make a commitment to work with this material, their entire life is going to change. And they're all like very eager. And they're like, yeah, yeah. And I said, no, you don't understand everything in your life is going to change because your vibrational frequency is going to change, which means that everything you're in resonance with right now, you will not be in resonance. That includes jobs, where you're living, people you're in relationship with. And I get to watch that and I've been watching it. And I'm watching when people go ahead. Well, let me stop you. So you're saying when you, so you're saying if you're in a relationship and one person raises their vibration to a higher frequency, that other person falls away from the relationship and you move forward because that doesn't resonate with you anymore, correct? And, and it's not just with you because it never moves in just one direction. As much as you're going to be increasingly uncomfortable around the dissonance that is now existing between the two of you where there was once resonance, the other person is feeling the dissonance as well. So it's kind of a mutual experience. 
in mm-hmm. which what, what, what you were in resonance with, you're no longer in resonance with. And, and when, it start, when this increased frequency starts to shift you to not wanting to participate in codependency, which, which is one of the big expressions of this imprinting, is the reliance, the over-reliance on other people to make us feel better about ourselves. Or to make us so happy. Are, We've got to make ourselves happy. Correct. It always starts with ourselves, and we need to take complete ownership for how it is we are or aren't feeling and not make it about the other person. And it makes sense that we're programmed and conditioned to do this because when we were younger, we were reliant on our primary caregivers and the adults in our environments to make us safe and to provide for our needs and to respond to our needs before we even knew what they were. And so to some degree, none of us have really been um, imprint or, or, or nurtured in a way that had us being able to be self-sufficient and staying in alignment with who we really are, um, we have some all been diminished to some extent by experiences that have overwhelmed us chronically um, and often traumatized us. And as a result, it distorts our perception of who we are. It also distorts our perception of reality in general and those we end up being in relationship, and we just become really over-reliant on other people to make us feel better about ourselves. So one of the themes in in this work is we move from codependent relationships to what I call high relationships. And it is a profound process, and it is not for the faint of heart. This takes a tremendous amount of courage to surrender, because surrendering is a big part of this work, to the awareness that you are not um, it's not appropriate for you to make your uh, material uh, about the other to make your imprinting about the other to let go it's got to be our so you have to think of yourself and not think about other people and how they affect you you have to really go in within yourself to do it correct we've got one minute to break is that right that is absolutely correct. You have to take ownership for the energy that you bring to every experience that you have and every relationship that you're participating in. Whatever is happening outside of you is a reflection of what it is you're carrying within you. And you just need to keep reminding yourself, as I do every single day, this is my material. This is my material. And if it's uncomfortable, in this moment, I have an opportunity to dissolve some imprinting within my body based on how I respond to this material. We're going to talk about how to dissolve that when we come right back. And more. Don't forget to visit Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to sign up for her intuitive personal coaching program or to book a psychic reading. Kids from Oklahoma, man, we don't waste it. I'm just trying to paint the picture for. Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at freegiftfromjoyce.com. traditions vary around the world. Citizens of Finland visit the sauna on Christmas Eve and listen to the national piece of Christmas radio broadcast. Norway is the birthplace of the Yule log cake. And in Greece, many people believe in goblins that cause mischief during the 12 days of Christmas. 
Captain John Smith drank the first eggnog in his 1607 Jamestown settlement. Nog comes from the word grog, which refers to any drink made with rum. Since Christmas arrives in Australia in the middle of summer, jingbangs or crowds of Aussies celebrate at the beach with beer and Skittles. This is the time each year where we have to climb up to the sky parlor or attic to fetch our Christmas lights. What's the word for decorating till we're about to collapse? Flip-floppist. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Welcome back to High Road to Humanity, and this is Nancy, you're out your host. We're here today with Kate O'Connell. Hey, Kate, how do we get your book? How do people find you? Do you have a website, an email? Give us some um, contact information for folks who want to get in sure. touch with you. Um, absolutely. So my clinical website is my name backwards. So first name, or last name first, O'Connell, O-C-O-N-N-E-L-L, Kate, K-A-T-E dot com, O'ConnellKate.com. And okay. that pretty much will take you everywhere, you, anywhere you need to go to find me, to contact me. I do long-distance sessions. Um, and the book is available on Amazon, Beyond the Imprint. Okay. okay. And you've got a couple more books. You said it's a trilogy. You're working on the it second book trilogy. right now. Yeah. When I finished the first book in December of 2016, I thought we were complete. And my clients have, in the last three years, reflected back to me that they needed something a little smaller, a little more linear, a little more concrete on the subject of how do I do this when I'm out in the world having my experiences and I don't have access to you. So the second book is the complete guide, just getting beyond the imprint, a complete guide to dissolving our imprints and our bondage of perception. And then the third book, which is really going to be candy for me, is the spiritual framework for this um, called Freedom Beyond Imprint. And so Mm -hmm. um, between all those three books, that's the framework for this modality. And moving forward from there, I've created a nonprofit called the Healing Alliance of Central Virginia that I'm going to be using as a platform for teaching this to other practitioners and to really right. getting on bigger stages and helping people understand that if this is how you work, if you work with this material, it will change your life completely. Right. I love the freedom because once you can get rid of some of this imprint, you're freeing yourself up. Now, we were going to break and I asked you this and we decided to wait till we came back. So if I'm in a situation and I get a trigger and I stop and I pause and I realize what the trigger is and I don't react to it or whether I do or not, but I I realize what it is, then how do you dissolve it? So just by choosing not to react, you are beginning to dissolve the imprint because you're not reinforcing it. So, okay. and again, this is, this takes, it's, it's like, um, it's a kind of practice almost like requires the kind of focus that a martial arts practice would require. Right. Which you have to be somewhat self-disciplined enough to start to do your noticing, to be the observer of your experiences as you're moving through life and recognizing that you are being activated in the moment. And if that doesn't happen, which it never does in the beginning, the noticing doesn't happen at that point, 
I ask people to then just notice it when they start to defend. And the first clue that you're defending is you get angry. Anger is a defense mechanism. And so at that point, I ask people to just hit the pause button, just take a pause, just create some space, and just recognize that what's being activated is something from the past. It's not what's happening right now. And that what's happening right now is primarily uncomfortable. What The, the imprint, it really did have you feeling like uh, at the level of survival and complete overwhelm. So and then the other person to, may not even realize that because it has nothing to what, do with them. That it has nothing to do. Whatever's happening in the moment is showing up as your material and showing up because it will activate the memory, which has to happen. It's called magnetism. You're magnetizing the memory. And then in terms of the dissolving it, if you're in a, if you're in a, a setting, like a therapeutic setting, when I get people to come in every week, when they come in every week, I get them to start with, tell me what you're noticing. What did you notice this week in terms of moving through your world? When did you become activated? What did you notice about that? And then in talking about it, we magnetize whatever the memory is that became activated. And then we go into the healing room and then we do energy. I channel energy where I do a specific energy um, modality specific to be on the imprint that literally dissolves what I refer to as nucleic dissonance. So it and can we do that ourselves by bringing light down through the crown chakra and through the body and dissolving it that way? Absolutely. If you have a mindfulness practice, and whatever that looks and feels like, you absolutely can because your activation is your fight or flight being activated. Your adrenals are activated. Biochemical reaction in the body, hormones and chemicals surging through the brain and the body in response to not feeling safe. And so when you go into any kind of mindfulness practice, whatever that is, you absolutely will be dissolving imprints rather than reinforcing them. It's the defending that reinforces them. It's the needing to be right when you're in conflict with someone. It's the just guardedness in general. We had talked a little bit about that. We are very guarded. Humanity is extremely guarded, and it all comes from not feeling safe in our body. So, so if somebody beyond, needs to be right all the time, it's because they don't feel safe is what you're saying. Correct. That's absolutely correct. And, and the, getting body work done on a regular basis. Massage, of, you mean? Massage, uh, cranial sacral, Reiki. Uh, there's so many. And I, and I give examples of modalities within the field of energy medicine. I float in a sensory deprivation tank once a week. Um, I get cranial sacral on a regular basis. Um, right. I, I access all sorts of healing modalities that keep me more and more grounded in my body, feeling safe in my body. And from that place, these imprints are dissolving. And to the I point see. where I literally seek out material because I am so excited about when you are more grounded in your body, everything that you come in contact with is different than what it would be when you're primarily oriented in the mind cut off from the body because it's never felt safe to be in the body. It's right. every, and, that, and it just changes everything. And it is profound. It is absolutely profound. 
So, so even um, you're saying the grounding, because I ground myself and a lot of, I teach people on the show how to ground themselves and even grounding yourself every day and doing meditation, um, going and getting a massage, praying, all these different things, yeah. learning to, to step back and, and not react and forgiving. All these things change our energy fields is what's happening. Yes. Correct. And what's coming to mind is become more focused and attentive to creating sacred space. Make your environment sacred. And that's a frequency right there. I have people that pull up into my driveway and tell me, and these are not people that have been well-practiced in in spirituality or metaphysics, and they will pull up into my driveway and say that they feel so calm just on my property because I consciously created sacred space. And, and that's a frequency. And so, and, and we know. And that was intention. You intentionally created a sacred space. Yes. I absolutely did. And you and I know that when we sit with high frequency beings, that we are fundamentally changed at the cellular level. So that's another way to dissolve it. If any of your listeners are inclined to be sitting with, uh, Amachi is one that I go and sit with every year. I'm sorry, what is? Her name is Amachi. She's referred to as Ama. She comes once a year to the United States. She's the hugging saint. She's the one that does Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. So this is a very high frequency being. And just being in that room with her will raise your vibration. And when your vibration is raised, just by raising it, your trauma imprints will start to dissolve. This fundamentally changes. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like you said, what made me think about this is when I, when I raise my vibration, just then I go into a room, just like you said, this other, the other lady, when people come up and hug her because her vibration is so high. But when you change your vibration and then you're around other people, those people either raise their vibration with you or they fall out of your life is pretty much how that works, I think. Correct. Yes, it's just, it's like a sloughing off. And so there is, so the thing is, is this is a healing awakening process that we're actually talking about. And that's what we came here to do. We came here to awaken to the profundity of who we are beyond the experience of just being in a physical body. And so when we start to awaken, our frequency increases. And in doing so, we are now going to be in resonance with higher frequencies and this is not about arrogance or anything this is right right you are going to you're going to experience a lot of loss i have experienced unexpected unimaginable loss even within the last year because i have become so practiced with this work that i can't do drama anymore and it's really hard for me to hang out with people who are vibrating with a whole lot of fear and anxiety chronically right and right. in terms of my own personal relationships. And so as a result, there's certain people that I can't be in relationship with anymore. And am I experiencing a lot of loss and grieving it? Yes. But at the same time, I'm excited because my whole life continues to just get more magical, more profound. And it's not because uh, it's just that just going out hiking every day and interacting with the natural elemental energies, it just, it's like, it's, it's surreal. It's so profound. Right. Well, when you're connecting with the divine, and this is what I always think, and I, and I think this is what you're saying too, um, when you connect with God, when you connect with the divine, then 
and you do it every day and you do it for a period of time, your life does change and things do get better for you. And like you said, people fall away and it's painful, but there's better things to come for you because you are working on yourself like you're inside your soul. Yes. And, and what you're describing is making me smile because one of the things that happens on a regular basis is I'll have clients who are really committed to doing this work come in and in their noticing, they'll be talking about really uncomfortable experiences of loss and unexpected this and unexpected that. And I'm sitting on the other side of the room clapping and smiling and cheering and celebrating right. and because this is indicative of the fact that they are um, letting go and dissolving their imprints. And that is why when they look outside of themselves, their life looks very different. And yes, it will involve loss. But, and that's what, you know, I remind people that, you know, we are on the spectrum of life and death just by breathing. So breath in, life, breath out, death. And if you you really want to work at that level of awareness that that's what we're participating in every second of every day, and there is fundamentally no such thing as death. And it's the first thing. We've got about one minute to go. Um, This is really interesting information. I hope you'll come back, Kate, to see me once your second book is done. It's coming through really fast, so that'll be really soon. (laughs) I am excited. Well, no, I think it's wonderful because the work you're doing is stuff I believe in. And I do believe everything that you've said today makes a whole lot of sense to me. And you guys, this is Nancy Yearout. We're here today with Kate O'Connell. Her book is called Beyond the Imprint. Um, Our show went by really quick again today. But thank you for coming on and sharing all this information with us, Kate. Well, thanks for having me. This is my favorite thing to do. I live and breathe this stuff. Oh, God bless you. Well, yeah, and you do, and you can tell, and it shines through, and you're helping so many people. So thank you, and thanks, guys. Tune in. Love and hope for our future. To sign up for my intuitive life coaching or a psychic reading, visit my website, www.nancyyearout.com. My email address is nancy at highroadtohumanity.com. So have a fabulous week, and know that by staying on the high road, you will make it to your destination.